Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Hopefully y'all doing well. Hopefully you're doing good. First of all, hopefully you're washing your hands. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> what's going on in the city? What what it is, man? Is this Corona thing for real, or is the zombies on the way? What's is, it, is, it, is it washing hands or wipe your ass? Though? And that's Which another one thing. Is it? Right, right. I, I don't get this going. I can't find tissue nowhere. I'm just a regular guy just trying to get a rope. <laughs> People being extra with this tissue. Yeah. Big time. They are. They are. They're a little bit. A little bit. But anyway, I want to welcome everybody. How y'all doing? Uh, we got my man's Larry Herm up in the building. And we got Miss Sarita from the Butterfly Effect. Right? <laughs> so, real quick. So, we got news. Everybody should have received this. We got news that well, one good thing is that they're talking about Fed's cutting main interest. Right? Interest rates to zero for the homes and everything so that's good that's real good so we want to make sure that's good and everybody know about that it's on so but anyway what would y'all got to add about that so i mean that, that's a step forward but then when we talk about cutting interest rates and everything shutting down a lot of people want to know is this overblown is this overblown hype or is this something that we really should be concerned about mm-hmm. because there hasn't been that many deaths. Like, I mean, no deaths is a good death, right? Mm-hmm. But the flu has killed more people than, than uh, what's it called? Again? Corona. Corona. Mm-hmm. So why are we flipping out about this? Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. How, how you feel? Wait, but first, while y'all is listening, I want to give a shout out to everybody. Miss Sturgis, how you doing? Everybody else that's listening. What's going on, Miss Ashley Jackson? <laughs> Who else up in this? My man Saunders. I see you in T.I. Okay, okay. We got we got Will up in there where he need to be over here, but it's all right. <laughs> he got to get his tissues. He got to get his Huh? Yeah, he probably yeah, sleeping from the, Yeah, he probably sleep from that from that uh, from that brunch. What's up, E? That's my man's up in there. But so yeah, what's up with this Corona, man? It's like I don't know. Is it? something real or is it well i believe it's real because people are dying from it but do you think we overreacting i think we're overreacting and here's the thing with this coronavirus i don't think it really got to the point where we're i think we started overreacting once the nba call closed their uh shutdown for the season and then they started attaching celebrity names to the to this whole corona mm. thing because before that you could see it slowly festering you know it's like okay it's in china okay now i hit europe and then all of a sudden there was a few cases here and there in uh, the u.s but then all of a sudden it just like started popping up like like spring flowers or something. so hold on larry so you, you say they're overreacting and i could kind of see that but i mean it's other whole countries are shutting down that's true like italy just shut down all part the way of down. you know what i'm saying yeah. like so it's not just the u.s i think that a lot of people don't really know what it is um, but it is spread so easy because it's something that can spread not only, you know what I'm saying, through like um, like breath, but like it can stay on surfaces for like three mm-hmm. days, you know what I'm saying? Like this is something that's like highly contagious. Even though it doesn't kill a lot of people, it affects a lot of people. And there are people that are uh, susceptible. Did I say that word right, teacher? 
Is it susceptible? susceptible? It's close enough, yes. Oh, <laughs> they're susceptible to yeah. it. I'm going to keep saying it wrong. Yeah. Like old people, right? Old people or people with weak immune systems and stuff like that. We still got those people in the United States. And this mess, mess is spreading. Yes, it is. it is. So so my overreaction is more so towards the people out here buying up all the products. So I'm not concerned with what about the, the overreaction. What about the toilet paper, though? Yeah, what yeah. I'm just, That's a I'm, I'm just agitated by the folks that are out here just, I mean... Bro. Buying up everything. This Bro. is no different than when I was in Florida and there was a hurricane and they buy up all the water and the canned goods, but now it's starting to spread across the U.S. Right. I was at Walmart 4.30 in the morning, mm -hmm. waiting for it to open at 6 like it was some new Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. And, and I got no toilet paper. Right. Walmart's the new FEMA. Bro, I just wanted, yes, yeah, I, <laughs> I just wanted one roll. So That's my it. thing so, is so just be glad that you can... You have the ability to be at the store for it. What about our elderly and our children who can't true. get out there mm -hmm. or get these things? They have to wait on someone to bring these things to them if they have anyone to bring it to them. So absolutely true. Can, can I ask a question though? Mm. What made what made the craze to go get toilet paper? Because from from what I understand, doctor says you're good if you wash your hands. You know what I'm saying? You wash your hands. And take precautions on how you touch your face. You mm -hmm. should be cool. Mm -hmm. They never said nothing about toilet paper. Yeah. So the reason for that is when they threaten to shut everything down for two weeks. If you're going to be in the house for two weeks, you can't leave out. And you only got two rolls in the house. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know so what? You this whole time, I didn't like even think high. about that. I mean, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think about that. Because I was seeing all types of crazy mess. Like, okay, you need toilet paper for this. Or we're going to be bored. So yeah. we're going to be doing extra stuff yeah. with the toilet paper. I ain't going to talk too yeah, much yeah, about that. But that makes sense. So It does. But, but uh, <laughs> imagine how... People that got their ass whooped over Popeye's chicken sandwiches, and now they getting ass Man, you see the fights at, at, at Sam's Club? Yeah. Bro. They are turning up. But what is wrong funny. with y'all? Turning <laughs> up? I don't get it, bro. It was bro. one at Family Dollar, too. At Family Dollar. I mean, they, they didn't took the dollar out of it. We are whooping ass for any reason now. And, and here's, what, here's the killer part about the one at Family Dollar that I saw is they had, like, two or three uh, big bundles of toilet paper in the cart, though. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't need that much toilet paper. Right. Like for me, when I shop, I shop in two week increments. Mm -hmm. I only buy a twelve roll, maybe twenty roll if it's on sale. So you don't need that you much. You know what? I think I think they're shopping for the worst case scenario right. because yeah. if you see, they're saying that they're going to be shutting down things slowly, like your boy Saunders said, like it's a slow transition. But at the end of the day, if they're saying things are going to shut down. They want to have everything, I guess, that's going to last through the duration. Yeah. What you're going to say? And to play devil's advocate, how many people are in your household? Five. Boom. So how do you know it isn't someone who has more? Everybody dumped it in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, everybody <laughs> trying to it. Ain't. Yeah, you need this some toilet paper, bro. You this is no different. Than, I'm saying if you're shopping in two-week increments, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to give them a chance to restock. We can't just buy everything today. For worst case scenario, right. for thirty days, so you gotta like and, and you, gotta so you stuff are out. what we call a reasonable mind. I am, but think about these it. folks right now. This is they, they're tripping out. This, right. this, yeah. this is like pandemonium. Whole countries are shutting down. They're shutting down school <laughs> districts. So as far as they're concerned, if they say we can't go anywhere as of Monday, I don't have two weeks to buy two week increments. That I need to get my stuff now. So you in the school, right? Right. So how do you think this is going to affect the kids? So it depends on which kids. 
Mm. As of Ferguson Florissant, they're shut down. Mm-hmm. St. Louis Public is not. Mm-hmm. Hazelwood is not. So it depends on which kids you're asking about. I wonder why is that? Why isn't there a unity when it comes down right. to, hey, everybody, we're just going to shut down? Why just certain districts are shut down? That's a good question that we're trying to figure The only thing I can think about with St. Louis Public is we're on spring break this week. Okay. So maybe they just want to see how it was going to play out because we weren't going to be there anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. As far as Hayeswood, I have no clue. Mm. We They said they sent out the letter. They did send a PDF out of the letter they sent requesting for us to be out. Mm-hmm. But as of now, there has been no response. So we're just kind of... So as of now, I'm at home because I teach at St. Louis Public, but my children have to go to school Monday. So it's just like, okay. Mm. Our, our kids go to school. We're in the school district. They go to school mm-hmm. tomorrow, but they're out two weeks after that. Right. So they're just basically going to school to get their books. So this is that's, that's an yeah. excellent question. Why certain school districts and why not others? Wow. So Pink Wright said, yeah, oh, but it's, a something, it's something that you'll eventually use, right? And it won't spoil. Yeah, that makes sense. And then somebody said something. Oh, him again. He said that there's only 150 <laughs> toilet. He said what, what, toilet boo-boo. paper. Yeah, <laughs> there's only 150 toilet paper companies in America. You know what? One thing I appreciate about how we just reconfigured is that you're reading this mm-hmm. because I you had me reading and I can't read. It. <laughs> you can't read. <laughs> but no, but, but I mean seriously though, it's it's a real thing. I get that, but I think that there is more emphasis on what we should have been doing before, like washing your damn hands. Why do you have to be told that? Like, what's going on? Bro, hey, man. Don't forget, wash your hands. What what the fuck, what you been doing? That's the question. I don't know, though. Licking them? What makes me think about it, it it may be a little bigger than just washing your hands, though. You know people just be doing stupid stuff. people been, if, I don't think it's all started just from not washing your hands, though, because we haven't been washing your hands since day one. for this to start the last month, I think it's bigger than just washing your hands. Yeah, I get it. I, I think they're doing it saying not it's, to spread. It's yeah. how it yeah. spreads because yeah. it said that if I if I had it, say I had the corona and I coughed on something, right? Then um, it just stayed there for three days. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm hearing. I haven't ver- verified that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But they said it stayed there for three days. Mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert from the uh, NBA, the Indiana, uh, no, not Utah Jazz. Yeah. He was clowning, clowning around, saying, "I'm gonna touch all these mice because." I'm not gonna get the coronavirus. He like corona, corona, corona. He caught it. Yeah. And gave it to his teammate because yeah. he was messing around. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he gave. He gave it to Donovan Mitchell. I shouldn't have said that. Y'all forget. <laughs> not that's yeah. what he gave, but he was out of line yeah. anyway. He shouldn't. And have now been. Donovan Mitchell sitting around and got it because he want to play games. See. You know what I mean? So hey, you know, so that's the reason why you gotta wash hands. And I just, I guess, you know, we want to take precaution, right? Like. I care about you. I wouldn't want you to get it. And so we should think about that when it comes down to the human man, right? Or right. to our, our neighbors. Like, I don't want little kids to get it. But then I read something that said kids can have it without mm-hmm. showing mm-hmm. any symptoms, but they can pass it to the adults. Grandpa, right. grandma. Right, grandma, grandma. And who's going to be watching their badasses mm-hmm. this week? You know what I mean? <laughs> if you think true. about it. Wow. So, like, like, let's say you had to go to work and your grandmother or your mother was in town, somebody was in town, but your kids can go to school, who watching them? Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Damn. Yo, hey y'all, watch the watch the key, watch y'all hands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the bad kids. They can't even play outside no more. That don't make no sense. But anyway, we're gonna transition Miss Butterfly Effect, Miss Sarita. Hey, so we wanna thank right. you for coming <laughs> on. I like this, right? Yes, 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 yes. So tell us about it. The Butterfly Effect. So the Butterfly Effect is a nonprofit organization that I started to mentor young ladies between the ages of 14 through 19. 
We talk to them about real life situations such as sex, um, relationships, financial hardships, professional development. Just we want to mentor them their insides as well as their out. You know, mm-hmm. make sure we're giving getting the whole person. Because a lot of times you can you can dress them up as professional as possible, but a lot of these kids are hurting inside, and people don't realize that they don't have a lot of people to talk to or to go to, and a lot of people undermine those exterior attitudes and things that they project. Why do you have attitude? You're just a kid. You don't have these pressures. There's nothing wrong. All you gotta do is go to school, come home. Like you don't have anything to be upset about. But inside, there's a lot going on with our children that a lot of people overlook, and they need that. They need that outlet. So that's what I wanted to be. So. So you talked about um, sex. That was the first thing that you mentioned. I remember being in the fourth grade and people asking me, hey, have you had sex yet? Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know what sex was, mm-hmm. but I felt like I had a lie. I said yes because it gave me credibility, right? Correct. But for a young girl, it's a different experience. It is. But un- actually, we feel those same pressures. I used to lie and tell people that I had sex when I was in high school and I was a virgin. What? It's, yeah. So you you oh, like literally pressure. we will yeah, lie yeah, yeah. yeah so they would be looking at you like you're a virgin you're, like what you were like want to be the cornball exactly you're yeah. more like the outcast if you saved yourself so we would lie too we would say little crazy things a little smart comment you know a little erotic comments back or whatever the case may be just to fit in so the, so the question I have is um, I'm under the impression from, from growing up that a guy having sex with plenty of women. Or plenty of girls, or even lying about it, is looked at as the man. Hey, man, dude's tempting over there. Absolutely. But a woman is going to be looked at as a hoe. Absolutely. Is that something that you talk about young girls with? You know, when it you is. talk about sexuality, can you just describe that? So, pretty much, we want to let them know everyone should be comfortable with their sexuality. These kids are a little bit, well, they're a lot freer with their sexuality than we were as far as transgenders. Uh, bisexual, gay, straight, whatever the case may be. So there's a lot of ground to cover. But either way, we want them to let them know that you're going to get those urges. My job isn't to let them know you should have, could have, wouldn't, you don't do that, because they're going to do it. My job is to advise them that if you have those emotions, if you have those feelings, think those situations through. Because once you put yourself out there, you can't take it back. And it could explode. It could turn into a negative situation. You have to know, are you mature enough to internally deal with that? Are you able to handle the aftermath? If he doesn't call you after that, can you handle that? Um, if it turns into something more, can you handle that? Like, what are you really getting yourself into? Why are you even in this situation? Are you having sex because you really have feelings for this person? Or are you going through something else and you're using this as an outlet? What is your real motive for having sex with this person? Are you being... Per- are you protecting yourself because you don't want to have this wham bam thank you ma'am and then you leave with something that's life you know long term yeah so we just want to cover all bases to have them really think these things through and help them understand you it's fine to have these urges but be smart about them you know and first of all i want to say i commend you for this because we all have daughters And, and, and and i love her i love my daughter but it is it's so hard because mm-hmm. I know how I was. Mm-hmm. So now I have to let her know to yeah. watch out for 14, 15 year old me because I was out of line. <laughs> you know, I mean, totally. As a matter of fact, I'm still kind of, but she don't see that part. But I do commend you because there are a lot of men out there that's in a similar situations but don't know how to communicate 
that to you know these young ladies so how do you do is it just you or a team so is it, it a group of you guys that talk to these young ladies no it's just me mm-hmm. and okay so and my my friend bianca she's the one who mentored me through the whole thing she is like hey b she is my bestie like literally she's been with me through this whole thing so if i do need someone to come in on a session with me or to help me with events and things like that she is my go-to person but for the most part i'm the one to hold the workshops and all that good stuff but as far as dealing with the girls feel free to give me a call mm-hmm. <laughs> but i do i have my own girl so and not to mention i was a teen mom so I'm talking right. to these young ladies from experience, yeah, which I think is the reason they're more susceptible to. <laughs> That's how you say that damn yeah. word. Yeah. I'm going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I think that's why they're more susceptible to listening to what I have to say, because I'm not coming to them as just this adult telling them what they shouldn't do. I'm coming to them as someone who's gone through what they're going through. Nice. So, and my daughter's 20 now. We beat all the odds, all the naysayers, all the we wouldn't, we couldn't, we're not going to be this, that, and other. So, haha, no, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm coming to them from experience. And the same things I tell her, I tell my other girls. You know, I, I treat all of them like they're my babies. The gentlemen, too, because I'm in the high school. So when I talk to my kids and we have those group sessions, because sometimes in the middle of class, someone might say something crazy and I just have to hey, let's put this out there. Let's make this a learning experience. So I think we have to be as open That's as possible. Good. That's good. Yeah, about mm-hmm. what they're, because a lot of these people are thinking, literally, in 2020, I had one of my juniors, he's 16, say that HIV is only for gay people, mm. for gay men. Mm-hmm. Like that's the old thinking. That, right. that, that's when it first came out. They thought that. That's what I'm saying. So when he said it, it threw me and it was another student at the table. So we both looked at him like, say what now? He learned that from his grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, are you serious? So there's still a lot of ignorance to um, sexual transmitted, tra- sexually transmitted diseases and sex as a whole. Like these kids are uninformed. The They're learning from each other, which we already know that's is. Bad. Mm-hmm. It is horrible between each other, social media, social media, and reality television, which is all they're pumping to our kids. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. So somebody has to be the intervention in that. Somebody has to intercede on that. So what you got, Larry? So I went to Rashawn High School, right? I told you that earlier. We had a daycare in our high school. Yo, so, I heard most people yeah. don't. Have I that. never heard no, that. No, this is no, the first time no. I ever heard that in my life. We had a daycare in our school. And I was always really? curious, like, that's what's up. Did it help or did it hurt the students? Mm. So it helped because kids are gonna have sex whether it's a daycare or not. This keeps them in school. I mean, they're not gonna be like, oh, there's a daycare here. Let me get mine in. Like, we're gonna be good. No, they're gonna do that regardless. It helped them because now we can come to school. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. We didn't it, have to yeah. worry about it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of kids dropped out because they became teen parents. That's the reason they put the daycare there. You don't have to drop out. We can help you with this. I think I'll, more schools need to put daycares in there. Luckily, I didn't have my daughter until a week after graduation. She held on for all the <laughs> everything. The after, the after graduation barbecues and everything. A week <laughs> after, that's when I had her. Well, that's good. And, and so that was in your high school, right? Yeah. Now, I had two. Uh, it was two young ladies in my middle school that were pregnant. Yeah. You're right. And so 
at my age, I can understand why that would be an advantage mm-hmm. because there was it was getting it in. You know what I mean? Nothing could stop them, if you will. No, no amount of education. But what was keeping them in school? And they didn't have that. That was in Detroit. And so, like, I'm hearing this more and more different schools having that mm-hmm. there. And I'm like, wow, that's the dumbest thing because I thought it would perpetuate yeah. them to do it, but it actually would keep them there because now it removes excuses. Exactly. Right. The barrier is mm. out the way. But that is the first time I ever heard about a daycare in high school is just now it was the norm for really? and that is like the most beautiful thing i've heard you know because it's like you said they're going to have sex and i can't see i don't think a daycare they're looking like you said i don't think they're looking at a daycare like it's now it's on mm-hmm. yeah but damn that's really a city looking out for you it's like yo there you go we want you to still graduate mm-hmm. so you don't become a statistic exactly you know yeah what I'm but damn see i'm playing devil's advocate here do your thing because bro. of what i've seen it's good, but I've seen folks have kids each and every school year too. Wait, wait, so, how? Ain't that, God, so my thing with that time, is that's why man. I ask: Does it help <laughs> I me, mean, or does it hurt? I is mean, if you think some people it. are taking advantage. I, I'm not saying they're taking advantage. I don't want to say that, but if you have a kid from your freshman year all the way through your senior year, and yes, it keeps you in the school. But I, my question is: I still think I don't know if that's good or bad because though. it didn't make it hard. It, it didn't. It made it a little easier, I think. See? There's no mm. consequences behind it. Damn, I'm learning. But you still have... <laughs> I know you had kids every, every semester. Every you know oh, every year. Every year. Every year. Oh, great. That's the old freaky... Man. I see. 11th grade. Bro. Man, you, you, ten, you 12th grade kid. Getting it. God dang. <laughs> You could be a senior and your child is in preschool. It's happening now. Yeah. Folks, kids are graduating high school right now. Yeah. This is happening, ladies and gentlemen. But this ain't me butchering yeah, and bashing the I'm just both of them getting much money. Everybody yeah. get it. God dang, boy. <laughs> it just, I ain't think about it like that, but it's true, though. I ain't even think about it it's like just, that. Because of this topic, I'm like, you know what? I remember in high school, I'm like, yeah, a whole daycare on this floor. <laughs> it's crazy. Roosevelt has one as what well. What you gonna say? I'm sorry. I love we, it. We took it left. But no, like, no, that's it's it's a different perspective. I would have never thought of it from that viewpoint. But I think it's some more underlying things going yeah. on at home because there are definitely consequences because once you leave school, those kids, are, that's all you. Mm-hmm. So there are some other underlying situations going on. I don't, I wouldn't put that on the daycare. And you know what? I, I can dig that because if you are coming to school and you're feeling okay with having more yeah. children, there's something lacking at home. Nobody's letting you know what's good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and and if someone is encouraging that type of mess, then that surrounding is out of line. Yeah. Wow. Didn't even think about that. We weren't even planning on going down this route. <laughs> Dang. I wanna, yeah, it's real life, <laughs> though. It is. It it's sense. real life. I want to switch the rest of something that's going on right now. That's happening, but Meg Thee Stallion, City Girls, hip-hop for females right now, right? right? Ain't no uh, such thing. There is a such no, thing, ain't man. No such thing. It's stripper music. No, but it ain't hip hop. <laughs> that is not hip hop. Bro, you right? speaking like an old man. Right, he got <laughs> it ain't hip hop. Hold on, but, but, hold on. Let, let me ask. I'm let sorry, me. ladies and gentlemen. So, because I'm a DJ, I'm listening to this. I'm a I DJ can... too. We we talked about this. DJ iPad. <laughs> iPhone, man. Come on, man. Well, hold on. But all right, go ahead. So so there has been a change in in um. Music for well, rap with women, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Magnus Stallion, City Girls. Um, it's kind of like they're trying to grab a hold of control how they are viewed sexually, 
right? Okay. Now, I don't agree with the way that they're going about it. It's not for me, you know what I mean? But I do understand that the narrative has to change, right? How women are getting viewed like, hey, uh, sexually, like, you know, everything about, about that is controlled by men. So it's like, hey, we women, we're trying to take control of this, and this is how we want to be viewed. And they're doing it through music in a way that I don't think is positive. You want to read that? Mm -hmm. But I do think that it, it does need to change. How In your organization, how do you, how do you see that? I, I'm pretty sure you heard that music before, right? How do you think I? Yes, I heard that. <laughs> you begin to hear it all the time. I'm sure. So, so what do you think, in your summer. opinion, coming first from summer, your organization we'll, standpoint? She will have a cold. First summer. of all, that song is fire. Go ahead. So, <laughs> but okay, so here's the thing. It does need to. How can I put this? Because we had Lil Kim. That's true. We did. We had Lil' Kim. We did. Foxy but Brown. I wasn't... Come on. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. but, but I hold wasn't on. walking over. Foxy wasn't like that. Oh, but she was. Yeah, but she was, she was she like that, her, but she, she could still rap. Music. It wasn't like yeah. that, man. Yeah. It don't matter. Was it? Her, I know Lil' Kim was. Her, but, her special yeah. areas were still showing, sir, and she was still talking about sexual things. Mm -hmm. All right. I promise you. Bruh, the first so, <laughs> bro, She was with it. All right, but go ahead. To your point. Go ahead. So, I do think that the narrative needs to change. To a degree, but we can't all put it on the music. That's true. I had a grandmother, I had a mother. I knew if I walked out the house in the fur coat and a thong, can we curse on her? Yes. My ass was grass. Mm -hmm. Like there was a there was structure at my house. Now, yes, I ran out at seventeen and did because my mom kept me on lockdown. I was the only child. And when I tell you, it was high level security at all times. I mean. <laughs> So when I did get to slide out or do things, whatever, messed around. I was never one of those kids like, yeah, I can have my baby. It was never like that. Mm -hmm. That was like one of those, oh my God, my mm -hmm. mama about to kill me moments. Mm -hmm. So I still had that structure and I still had right to this day, if I walk in the house and your hair is all over your head, my grandma gonna call you on it. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. My mama gonna tell you something about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's what's going on at home. Man. People are letting social media and reality TV raise their children. True. The moms are out teeny bopping and twerking the high girl summer. So if the daughters are growing up watching their mothers twerk and act a fool and the club is your number one priority, what do you think the children are going to do? Mm -hmm. My daughter listens to high girl summer, but she is in nursing school. She knows that she walks out of my house looking any type of other than what I have raised her. It's going to be all kinds of problems. Uh, yeah. She can blast as long as loud as she wants to in her car, yeah. in the house while she cleaning, whatever you want to do. But when you leave out of here, you are my child. Because music is entertainment, not raising. Exactly. So we, we all know that, but these kids is out of line. You because if you, don't, if you don't have a parent that's also yeah. raising, that's right. then they're getting exactly. raised by Meg Thee Stallion. Mm -hmm. Period. And guess what? Meg Thee Stallion's in college. City girl. Yeah. City girl. Yeah. City girl. Period. Period. So, yeah. <laughs> with a 2.7. But go ahead. Hey, check, hey, check that out, Larry. What, what all right. So we got what Dorothy Nelson. She wrote, uh, but as a mom, if I have to take my kids to school, and get all of us ready every morning. It teaches me to continue my goals and to be a mother. I think it's a great resource being a mom. It's not easy. And hauling your kids to school isn't a walk in the park either. So my comment to that is, like I said, I was just playing devil's advocate. So I wasn't bashing the school for having 
uh, a uh, daycare in it. I'm just saying it was different. And when I was joining the military and I started telling people, hey, my school had a daycare. It's like, what? Yeah. They're looking at me like I'm crazy. But mm-hmm. I understand the reasoning behind it. But I was just playing devil's advocates. Like, I don't know. Could it, you know, escalate and people take it? Like I said, that we had certain people that had kids every year, though. Mm-hmm. Even though they were still going to school. But, I mean, come on. Like, you don't need to be having kids every year, even though I know you don't plan it, but it happens. But you got to protect yourself, right? So that's all I was saying was that it is a good resource. I definitely agree with it, especially for those that take advantage of it and bring their kids to school and don't have no excuses. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, as we raising our kids to come be, you know, that comes before us, mm-hmm. are we teaching them mm-hmm. that high school mm-hmm. is, you know, okay, it's cool if you have a kid or two. You, we got resources for you. Right. You know, it's kind of like the handout with welfare. It's like you take, you exactly. know. Exactly. That's all I'm pointing out. Right. Yeah. Yo, hold that thought. Hold that thought. You know, wait. No, no, no. Hold that thought because we got to take a break. But before we do, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but today was the brunch up at the VFW. Yes, you missed it. Was it good, brother? Could you dig it? I, I can dig it. Y'all listen, I'm still dozing off. But anyway, so listen. It's Kevlar's Grill, all right? You go to kevlarsgrill.com and also don't forget to go to Google to give them a rating, all right? Go to Google. It's cool going to Facebook and rating, but go to Google and do it, all right? They're open seven days a week, but keep in mind, due to what's going on right now, we don't know how that's going to work, but they still got Grillhub for right now. Can you dig it? So their numbers is 618-416-5700. Inside the VFW post 4183, okay? But the first and third Friday is brunch. Don't forget, check them out. The food is marvelous. Hey, check them out for lunch, too, because oh, yeah, the quesadilla is yeah. there. Oh, the shrimp. The shrimp. Wait a minute. Where's my plate? Yo, see? You got (laughs) got to come down here. You know what I'm saying? And every day throughout the week, uh, they change up their their specials. It's $9.99. Tell me you can't beat that. I'll let them. Hey, we will be right back. So y'all stay tuned and stick around. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Lion's Den podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to uh, the other half of the Lion's Den. We just got it in talking about the butterfly effect and just kids in general i mean it's some great great conversations great conversations so go ahead kick it off you have something Herm. what you have brother so we talked a little bit off air about um discipline with kids right right um i have a daughter um 12 years old and she did something that she really wasn't supposed to do right and it, it upset me a lot it got me to a point where i was at rage and I confronted her about it. I was like, yo, how can you do this? And I'm mad, right? Um, and my daughter looked at me. I, I know she's got whoopings before. You know what I mean? Not by me. You know what I mean? She has whoopings before. She looked at me. She was scared. And she said, you know, daddy, if you whoop me, you know what I'm saying, I'm still going to feel this way. And that stopped me in my tracks. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. First things first is I, I didn't – intent on whipping my daughter, you know what I mean? Because I, I never want my daughter to get used to a man hitting her. Absolutely. But for her to say that to me, I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? She she knows the way to reach her. And right now with this intimidation act, it's not working. Right. 
What what do you say to parents out there that think that you know what I'm saying whooping is I mean I know whooping is a tool yeah that whooping is the end all be all so it's definitely a tool but it's not the only tool um, my first suggestion would be to know your kids you have to know your kids I have two that if I raise my voice if I get the hooting and hollering if mommy is up here. Everything shut down. Okay, wait. What is what's the problem? Let's get to it. My middle son, he shuts down. You're yelling and you're talking to a brick wall because at this point it's in one ear and not the other ear. So you have to know what motivates each child. So with him, I have learned, and he's 15, but sometimes you're so engulfed in because we got whooped a lot when we that was how our parents raised us. Right. Lord knows. Listen. I got tagged. So <laughs> it's a learned behavior. Timeouts don't always work either. I never was a timeout person. Luckily, I haven't had to do a whole lot of whooping, but whooping has definitely been a part of their upbringing. But the older than my 15-year-old guy is ineffective. So you just whoop me. Now I can't stand you. And I started seeing myself in him because I know when my mom used to whoop me, I used to be thinking in my head, we could have just talked about this or all the name calling wasn't necessary or you could like bring it down five octaves because I'm at this point, whatever. So it was a resentment that started to build up. Now you've lost them because whatever information you did want to give them, they're not trying to hear anything you're trying to say because at this point, you just doing this. You just hit me. I don't want no part to you. You know what? And I can... um I can touch on that a little bit. Like with my daughter, I, in the, in the beginning, I tried to raise her the way I was raised because some things worked for me and I'm like, all right, that's how I got it. But with her, totally different. So I can just give her to look like, mm -hmm. for real? Bruh. She's like, okay, all right, I know something is wrong. So let me, you know, revert back. But when I raise my voice, and she see that I am like for real mad, but it's more not like checking what she did, but checking who she is as a person. Now I have to take it back because I don't want to hurt her, but I want her to get how bad I'm hurt because of what she did without thinking. Mm. You get what I mean? Because that what man, because it was almost like, you know, running to a brick wall, like you said, like, okay, why are you not getting this? Why are you not getting this? And it's not like they wasn't getting it, but the approach yeah. wasn't right. And a lot of times they're dealing with stuff that we don't know anything about. Right. So I'm catching it from both ends. As a teacher, I have my students who are dealing with the foolery that they're dealing with at home as well as within the school. And then I, have, I go home to my children who are dealing with internal issues. Like my 15, I'll use my 15-year-old again. I know he's hurting because of his dad. So a lot of the things that he does or wasn't doing, it came from a place of I'm not good enough. So if I'm not good enough... Why try? So I literally had to sit down with him and have the very real conversation him conversation with him not too long ago and let him know that, hey, your dad loves you, but he may not be able to express it the way that you're envisioning it. So he's not able to live up to what is going on in your mind and you're taking it as if you're not important enough to receive it. He doesn't know what's in your mind. You haven't had that conversation. And your dad is who he is. He's 47 years old. It is what it is. So you're going to have to learn to love him as who he is and kind of restructure what you want that relationship to look like or either have that very open conversation with, with him about this is what I expect of you. This is what's missing. 
how can we fix this? How can we turn it around? But you're going to have to take that pain off of your own shoulders because it's not you. You have five other brothers and siblings, brothers and sisters through, through him. Um, look at how he's raising each of you. No one's getting more attention than the other. He was internalizing all that. Oh, neg- all, yeah, he was taking a person like, I'm not good about had to open his eyes and let him see, hey, wait. He's acting like this with all of you. It's not just you. So you have to take that off of you. You have to deflect that. You have to get those thoughts out of your mind because it was literally, it was sinking him. He was in a place of depression. He had stopped performing in school. He was the honor roll student, star football player. And because of the way his dad was acting, even though I have advised him of such, he doesn't know how to process that. Some people don't know how to process emotion or know, or either they can process it, but they don't know how to act on it. So if you haven't been raised as a man on this is what you need to teach your son, this is, what did you, this is how you reach out to your, your child, or this is how you pull them out of this place, you run from it and you neglect it and then it festers. He doesn't realize his son is in this sunk call, in this sinkhole because of him. So it took me to pull him out and say, hey, look, the same, imagine how you feel when your dad isn't giving you the attention that you want. But then you have me, your brother, and your sister in this household, and we're your cheering squad. But then every time we say, DJ, come over here. We love you. We love you. Like, come over here with us. And you're ignoring us and, like, pushing our love away because you're chasing after something that he's incapable of doing for you. So now you shut us down. Now we're feeling like you're feeling. So I had to bring that very real emotion to the surface. How you feel is how we feel when we're steady trying to pull you in. Hey, we're here. We're here. We, we love you. We're, we're right here. And you're steady turning away, chasing after. Something that's not there. Go, go ahead. It, it reminds me of that TV show, All American. Have you seen that? I haven't. I see a football star. It's based on a real, real story. Um, I forget what network it comes on. Netflix. But the same thing. Um, the guy is star football player, All American. But it's something about the father mm-hmm. that he's missing. He got his mom, his brother, and everybody mm-hmm. community supporting him. That's what but I was he's missing yeah. the father connection. Mm-hmm. And, and throughout the whole show, he's trying to please his father. Yep. And so, everything else around him is like... Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's what I was going to touch on. Now, even though his father is absent to, the, you know, to speak, right, in a way, what do you think about how important it is to find a not necessarily a substitute but to find a mentor that can help fill that hole you know what i mean because the reason why i say that is i'm a i'm a firm believer that a woman cannot raise a young man to be a man right now he she can help him to be respectable you know and you know to learn how to take care of themselves mm-hmm. but there's something inside of him yeah. that you may never be able to uh give him just because of dna structure right so yeah. how important do you think it is to surround him with or to marry him up with someone that can give him what he needs i definitely think that it's very important because that's a lot of a lot of times that's what a child wants. They want that, like you said, they mm-hmm. want that connection. They want that bond. The problem, the only problem with it is if their barrier or their wall is built mm-hmm. up so, like, so high or so tough that finding that right person that can break through it, because, again, they want their dad. And it's not like his dad is dead or away. He sees him every other weekend. It's 
super hard when the antidote is there, but the antidote doesn't know how to be the antidote. Mm. So it's not like he's gone away. He's right there. He sees him. And he's very incapable, like the the mental of this is what I need to be for my kids mm -hmm. is not there. Mm. And if it is, he just doesn't know how to express it or let it out probably because he wasn't taught to, taught to do so. So it's hard when you're trying to find this quote unquote replacement or fill in and he's like, okay, this is great, but I still want this. Gotcha. You know, so it, it can make it very hard on a single parent or single mom. Um, Cause I've tried, trust me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you have to find the right mentor, the person who has the time, the one who's going to show him, you know, you can do this, you can do that. And then once you link him with him, now it's on him to receive it. That's right. So if he doesn't receive it, then what? You can look and look and look, but until you actually address that core issue, that core hurt, you can link him up with whoever you want to link him up with. And Okay, I get you. Well, listen, I want to bring it back up to you. Okay. All right? And the <laughs> butterfly effect, because I think where we're going right now, that's another topic, but yeah. we would love for you to come back and, you know, expand on to. that. love to. What y'all think? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 1,000%. Yeah. Okay, right on. So... The butterfly effect, okay? What type of, I wouldn't say success story. Well, well yeah, let's use that. Like, okay. Within your program, what have you seen or uh, a young lady, you know, transition as far as being in your program? So I've had quite a few. Mm -hmm. But my, my, main two, my first two girls that I started out with, I won't say their names, mm -hmm. but I had one who was having self-esteem issues because of her skin tone, and she was a cutter. So her mom brought her to me. Um, we had another one who was just going through like family issues or whatever. So she was kind of starting lagging it off in school, but it wasn't so far gone that she wasn't able to be reached, you know? So like literally kids will talk to you. People think the kids, nah, they don't say nothing. They don't tell you, yeah, they will. If you get them in a, a nice setting and like I tell you, I tell my kids my story all the time. I'm not this superior being uh, I made these mistakes too. So it makes them uh, more drawn to me and to tell me their issues and take my advice and things like that. But we definitely got the one young lady to stop cutting. She was no, like, stop it. Like that's not, that's not cause when you get done, the problem is still there. And now you're steady making yourself worse. The, those, all of those insecurities and self-esteem issues, you're making them worse. Cause now you're, you know what I'm saying? You're making it noticeable. Um, Building them up, like I said, we, we want to talk to their spirits and let them know, hey, you're beautiful. Like, skin tone does not matter. If anything, more melanin, like, come on. They winning right now. Chocolate. So, hey. so we winning. winning. Right no, no, no. We See, winning, damn it. Hey, listen, Why are you looking at me? No, I'm you know looking at you because for some reason, ladies and gentlemen, hey, her we win. The, he thinks he's the darkest brother on this panel, okay? We know what it is. What, Come like, on, man. You a Drake. Hey, on you a Drake. I know what I'm man. You know what I mean? Don't do this, man. listen. Hey, he a Drake. He be taking baths and coconut butter. Show ass up, man. Don't do this to me, dog. Oh, man, you know, but no, but I understand as far as you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, just 
having those insecurities, and I, and I can um, I can relate to that because kids can be so cruel, mm -hmm. so cruel. And where we are right now, it wasn't like that in the eighties and nineties. You know it what I'm talking not. about? Hey, unless you was uh, what Wesley Snipes or Denzel, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Other than that, you was a, a, a African booty scratcher. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? But it, now it changed. It, it's, yeah, it has. When Morris yeah. Chestnut came out, listen, y'all yeah. were life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, and so we that's what's up. up. Yeah, he, you know he, he took it down, but. I, I can dig that, but I can, I feel as though it's harder for the young ladies. It is. You know what I mean? Because they see a brother that they may be interested in gravitating to something, someone that doesn't look like them. So how do you instill in them no matter what he does, you're still beautiful. So I always talk to my girls and let them know that first of all, no one will love you more than yourself. Dig it. If you don't dig love it. you. How can anyone, how can anyone else? There you go. Literally, if you, when you love yourself, you project a whole nother version of you. Yes. There's something that shines about you. The way you smile, the way you walk, your confidence levels are up. So I also let them know that if someone doesn't accept you for who you are, then let that be that. Let them walk away because there's always something better. I'm light-skinned. Not every man out there wants me. I always bring that to their attention. Don't ever think skin tone has any barrier on there. No one out there thinks I'm the finest woman in the world just because I'm light skin. I just got these locks. Like, I had the long hair, light skin, blah, blah, blah. Like, not everyone thinks I'm, oh my God, the cat's meow. It's, it doesn't work that way. There are going to be people who are attracted to light skin. There are going to be people who are attracted to dark skin. It's about you. It's about you. And you can be the most beautiful woman in the world, always instilling in that. But if your character sucks, guess what? Who wants you? That's right. And then there are girls walking around with all these big butts, small waists, but they have no core. There's nothing. There's nothing. So after the man gets done doing what he wants to do with you, what do you now have to offer him to keep him there? So I always let them know you need to build yourself up inside and then worry about, because that will follow. Once you build yourself up, once, listen, I got to just finished my grad degree in October. You can't tell me nothing about myself. Yes. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> you, you walk different. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, wait, like, I am the ish. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want this, if you, this is not good enough for you, enjoy. Because you're more than what you look like. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. So if no one's, if that young man or young lady, whatever the case may be, does not take the time to figure out who you are inside mm -hmm. and what it is you bring to the table and can they match that? Because a lot of times people are young people, grown people, mm -hmm. distance themselves because they can't match what you're bringing to the table. They're intimidated. intimidated. Yeah. So a lot of times it has nothing to do with exterior skin tone. It's what you bring into the table. I can't match that. Mm -hmm. We're not equally yoked. So I always let them know it's always someone else out there. I tell these kids all the time, don't get caught up in the hype of this puppy love in high school anyway. By the time you leave for three years down long, you probably won't even know their names anyway. Right. You're gonna have so many people, and if you do marry your high school high, high school sweetheart, awesome, like congrats to you. But Hopefully y'all make it. The odds of that happening are so unrealistic right now. You know what I mean? Boyfriends and heartbreaks you're gonna have by the time you find the one. Right. So I, I always, barely know the people in high school anymore. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and you've right. met so many people. Well, I'm not gonna put that on you, but you've no, met have. a few people. Until <laughs> so you met, you know what I'm saying? You're the right. one. So I always have to let people or my girls know this isn't it. Like so, it's it doesn't stay like this is not it mm -hmm. 
And sometimes it's harder to break through some than others. Mm-hmm. I had one of my students at school the other day. I'll make this quick because I know you want to move to the next question. But, like, it was so heartbreaking. It was ribbon day. And she came in sweats. And I was like, I'm on scene committee. So I'm like, you know, Miss Ribbon, that you're not finna go on the stage with these sweats on. So we, I started a boutique at Roosevelt, me and my Miss Taylor, where we keep professional business casual clothes. So we teach them how to dress professionally. Took her up there to get a dress. She's boohooing. And I'm just talking like, calm down. Like we yelled at everybody who didn't dress up. She keeps crying. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this about the clothes? Is something else going on? Come to find out her boyfriend didn't want her to dress up. Mm. So we literally had that Like mm-hmm. she's That's a senior in high school Yeah, She's boohooing Would not change her clothes Because her boyfriend did not want her She literally looked, looked at the clothes and said I want to dress up I wanted to get pretty But he didn't want me to How'd you handle that? Literally I wanted to bust out into tears But I had to I had to give her a real life story Again I'll tell my business I have no problem If it'll pull you out the dump I'll tell you So I had to give her, like, everything I was laying out on the table, I told her I went through that for three years with someone who was so insecure with themselves. Like, everything that I did, they wanted to be completely in control of. I couldn't look another man in the eye. I couldn't talk to someone for too long or I was sleeping with him or I was doing this. I went on a job interview one time. He wow. went and sat in the car. Like, literally, he sat in the car the whole time in the interview. And then, you know, you come out in the wind, but also you're getting yourself together. Uh, what you do to get the job back? Huh? Wow. Right. And I went through that for three years of trying to, okay, so I sort of abide by the rules. I started doing what he wanted me to do, thinking if I do this and I do that and do that, he'll see I love him. I'm here for him. I'll fix it and then he'll be better. And I had to let her, I had to let her know, no matter what you do and how many rules you abide by, it's not going to fix him. He's going to be that same insecure person. And if anything, it's going to get worse. You're creating a monster. Because guess what? The next time, he's going to hit you. It's going to start turning physical. And you're so young. Like, literally, she's 17 years old. And you're already going through stuff like this. Like, these kids are going through so much. So where is she now? Like, mentally? She didn't. She opted out of participating. And she won an award. She opted out of participating at all she was like i don't i was like you know what forget it we'll go ahead and let you walk in the sweats and i'll tell everybody that you just couldn't fit anything in here and she was like no i don't even want to walk in the sweats i said so do you hear yourself you know this isn't you you know this is not what you want this is not what your heart desires but you're willing to give up you for him i said you and I, i gave her that same spiel you probably won't even know him in three years like literally you're giving up on all she's not going to prom she's not going to anything because he doesn't want her to dress up I saw her, you're giving up all your lifetime memories, all the things that you could tell your children, all the things that you can share with your family when you get older for someone that you probably want to know. I was like, this is not what love feels like. I had to tell her that this is not what love feels like. Like, literally, I'm hugging her while she's crying, and she still did not go. She's going to have to find that out on her own, though, mm-hmm. because a lot of times it's nothing, it's nothing more powerful than a man that's controlling a woman mm-hmm. like that. You know and what I'm saying? so young, so if yeah. he's like that now... So, so you, could, you could say... Hey, this, that, and the third, they're going to have to go through the, the experience on their own to see exactly what that is. Unfortunately, in that case scenario, yes. But I'm hoping that whatever I said to her, something, because she nodded her head every time I gave her an example of a, a scenario of what I was going through. She nodded. She knew exactly what I was talking about. She was going through all of that. So I'm hoping that something stuck and it changes quickly because if you're already at the point of being controlled by a man or 
He's an underclassman. I was so. Oh, snap. He was a junior. I thought he was older. No. I thought he was a grown man or something. No, he was a junior. She's a senior. I was. Listen, watch Dolomite his whole life. Man, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Dolomite was a scholar. You understand what I'm saying? Dolomite is an upstanding brother. Okay, hey, anybody. You no know comment. About Dolomite, don't you? God bless you. That's a good movie. Anyway, man, shut up. No shut up, you a hater. We talked about this before. No, y'all, y'all, y'all like Fall From Grace. But anyway. Um, that movie was horrible. But anyway. Go ahead. No, that's all right. But no. But so, but with that being said, it's scary because that's one individual. Think about the millions yeah. of women, young girls that thinks that control is love, that mm-hmm. think that emotional and physical abuse is love, love. that equates to love. That's sad. So what, what else? Do, and so I know you do stuff with the prom dresses and the mm-hmm. clothes. So what else? Tell us about that. So that's something that I started doing probably about three years ago before I even started Butterfly Effect. Um, that derived from, again, I was a pregnant teen. So my senior year, I was, what, around prom time, I was nine months pregnant. Me and my mom were saving up for a baby. We couldn't afford a prom dress. So when I told my best friend, Tiffany, that... Um, What's up, Tiffany? I'm like, <laughs> when I told her that I wasn't going to prom, she told her mom. And her mom had a plus-size best friend. When she went to her, her friend called me over and she gave me a brand new dress so that I could go to prom. Like, literally, I wasn't the, the teen that was hiding. Like, I was pregnant. It is what it is. Y'all deal with it. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Um, so I went to everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, literally, it was my decision. Like I had to fight to keep mm-hmm. my baby. So she gave me the dress and I was like super grateful. So the fact that her Tiffany, her family, her fans, the way they treated me throughout the whole pregnancy, like there is no love like that. Cause a lot of times when a friend of your child gets pregnant, you looking like, whoa, pump the brakes. Let's, she needs to go sit down over there. Mm-hmm. They didn't do me like that at all like I I was still family in and out she still came and picked me up in her mom's truck and no driver's license every weekend <laughs> like I was family we like we were squad they they tr- never treated me any differently my daughter got here like literally it was it's always been us so for them to do that for me I wanted to do that for somebody else because I know that feeling of thinking dang I'm not gonna get to go like that that sucks so it was hurtful because mm-hmm. when you gonna get another senior prom right. mm-hmm. so I didn't want anybody else to go through that feeling just because of a financial hardship you know especially a lot of kids it's not their fault that their parent don't, parents don't make it those dresses and tuxedos cost like a wedding my daughter's it's- junior prom dress literally was 386 and her senior prom dress was six. 90. That's what I got to look forward to. Jesus Christ! Boy, I, need to start, I need to start making hers now by hand. Yeah, I'm love. telling you, it's no joke, <laughs> and everyone can't afford things like that. No. Skipping out on bills just for a prom, but it's prom. So who who do you work with to help with the uh, with the clothes and everything? So luckily, the community is amazing. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of donations. Um, Strictly just from the community. I just started doing the young men this year, but that was because word has spread about myself and my organization. That was actually guy. He's um I'll get into that. But I started off with the community just donating dresses and 
I was literally driving around in my car, mm -hmm. school hopping. Mm -hmm. I would just go to school, hey, or I would call up and talk to the social workers. I have dresses. Do you have anybody that needs help? Mm -hmm. And I was lugging all this stuff in my car mm -hmm. and taking it out of schools and giving the dresses away. I got the attention of a friend of mine on Facebook. Her daughter is on Dance Moms, and she reached out to Prom Girl. She had a little pool because her daughter's a celebrity. She got dresses from Prom Girl and gave them to me. Mm -hmm. So then that built up. And then after that, I made connections with Signature Bridal, and now they they gave me dresses this year and last year. Awesome. So brand new dresses. So I have a mix of brand new and used, but of course it's one time, so it's not like they're torn up or anything like that. They're beautiful gowns, like amazing. And then uh, Roy Gillespie from the Urban League mm -hmm. is the one who gives me my tuxes and my suits, and all of them are brand new from different stores like men's warehouse, uh, warehouse of fashion, savvies, all that type of stuff. So hey, shout out to everybody. Shout, shout out, out to everybody that's that that's given to yeah. this organization. That is great. And Absolutely. so when is the so when do you give these away? So I give them away this was my first time doing events mm -hmm. actually because like I said I was school hopping but mm -hmm. it, I had so many all that wasn't fitting in the Nissan. So my I've had two events already but of course you want to do it early spring between February and, and March because prom season usually starts in April. So I've already had two on February 22nd and March 7th. My final one this year will be um, March 21st. March 21st. Okay. Yes. Coming up. And, mm -hmm. and want everybody to know we will be there. We're going to be there, right? I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. Hey, yeah. Foots, you going to be there. Yeah, you're going to be there. <laughs> CJ, you invited. You're going to be there. And my daughter, <laughs> guess what? You're going to be there because I want you to see this, okay? <laughs> Don't worry about it. You just go right with me. But yeah, so, so we want to be there to help and support. Awesome. Right? And, I appreciate you know, that. Especially to help people with the young men with the ties. Absolutely. You know, I can't do that, man. So, so you do clip on. Maybe, maybe they can teach so, you. I was just going to say, you can teach us. <laughs> you don't have my big ass up there getting taught to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to choke you. Just fake the fuck. Yeah, Nobody yeah, you watching from the back. I YouTube it before I go. Yeah. Man, it's harder than you think. I know. It is, bro. There's so many different ways to do that. Jump. But, my uh, dad will be there. He'll show you. I'll tell him to pull you to the I side did. so you won't be embarrassed. That's cool. good. That's good. So, look, where can individuals find you if they want to? Just support, give you donations, whatever. Where can they find you? So you media? can definitely find me on Facebook at Butterfly Effect Outreach. Mm -hmm. I'm also on Instagram, also at Butterfly Effect Outreach. Um, hit me up in my inbox, leave a message. I'm super responsive, but my phone is connected to my hand. Um, you can also email me at Butterfly Effect Outreach at Yahoo.com. Awesome, awesome. So again, guys, you heard that. If there's anything that y'all wanna. Uh, say or or to reach out to her, we appreciate it. What you got, Larry? I saw you write down something. What you got? I did. I was going back to where you were talking about being a teen mom in high school. Mm -hmm. So it just made me jot this down. I was curious. What were you thinking as far as your mindset when you walked into school and you were showing as a pregnant teen? Like, what was the conversation around you, or what was the talk, or just yeah, what, what's the mindset? Did, wait, did that? anybody ask you what happened? Yeah. <laughs> What I appreciate well, they knew what happened. happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> but what, what, what came of that? Yeah. Like, negative, positive, in between, whatever. So, shockingly, and I'm glad you asked that, my peers were very positive. Mm. Oh, supportive. Like, they were... because we 80s babies. <laughs> that's what I don't was. know if that's what it was, but babies. it wasn't really any... It was more, can I touch it, or mm -hmm. can we can we rub it, or what's going on, or what you... what you They, they wanted to know what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. All the negativity came from the adults. Mm. Right. I could see My that. counselor tried to uh, convince me to leave. Mm -hmm. 
my vice principal. Wait, leave school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. They tried to send me what was it? Continue school. with? Yeah, alternative. They tried first. They used mind you, they didn't know. Like literally, I was super skinny. This this came from after three kids, but <laughs> <laughs> I was super skinny. So I didn't start showing until like a six months. Mm-hmm. Senior, I had more credits than I even needed. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm just going to school for fun. I'm just kicking yeah, it with my yeah. friends. So she wanted me to leave, go continue with. Or either just sit out the remainder of the year and get my diploma mailed to me. So, so like, you wasn't seen. Like, why are you ashamed of me? Like you a distraction. Wow. Exactly. Right. Wow. So then after I refused her, so this is me, seventy year old, destined for this. Cause that's that's the only thing. That's my like my knowledge of what God was doing in my life right now is like it's crazy. Like this was all for a purpose. Because usually a 17-year-old would be, you know, kind of like, oh, okay, well, I guess. And I was, I'm like, yeah, I can kick rocks. I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. So then after I refused her, the vice principal called a meeting with myself and my mom. Mm-hmm. Made me sign paperwork saying I wouldn't sue them if something happened to me. Told me don't ask me for an elevator key because that's, um, don't don't expect any special privileges because that's a school for normal kids. Oh, an, an elevator key. This is normal kids. Did yeah. you hear that key word? Yeah. So basically, yeah. you, you are abnormal because you were pregnant. Because I was pregnant. Wow. So you keep your elevator key. I didn't even call this meeting. I haven't asked you for anything up to this point. Right. And my best friend Tiffany even want. So I was the one who was just like, the, you know, I used to just like the boy and all that with the baggy jeans, yeah. t-shirts. That was me. She was the prissy one. Right. So she would be carrying my books plus her books and her cute little knee boots and little skirts mm-hmm. and all that. Like, when I tell you, the support was so dope. That's awesome. Um, and we were in gifted. So it was like the same 10 of us yeah. every day in the same classes. classes. All of, and even the ones, you know, all my friends that we had outside of our own little clique. Like, it wasn't, oh, look at Sarita. She's pregnant. It wasn't, it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. It was, that's Sarita. It is what it is. I went to all the barbecues. Like... My daughter is like the Sodan baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and it was one other friend, Krista. She had twins our junior year, hid the pregnancy the whole time. We had no idea. Twins? She had twins. Goodness. goodness. Yeah. And we, we had no idea until she had them. So it was just her and myself. There was only one time, time that I remember being down about my situation. And a friend of mine, Crystal, she... If you're watching this crystal, I'm sorry. But <laughs> um, she never, she, I never told her. Mm-hmm. But we were all talking one day, and she, we just, just run our mouth. She was like, dang, we would almost made it if it hadn't been for Rady and Krista. Wow. But she was being silly, mm-hmm. but she don't know. I literally cried all the way home, yeah. called my mama boo. So she's like, talking oh about almost God. made it like all of y'all not being pregnant. Yeah, we would have wow. been the only class with no pregnancies mm-hmm. except for me and Krista. And I was like, that's called. But she was, thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she was just being silly. Yeah, she was just being silly. I mean, we we were all just we, don't we, yeah, we were just running our mouth. Just kids. Yeah. But yeah, but then she didn't she didn't realize like it literally broke my soul. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, really? Like, dang. Wow. But it was what it was. So wow. I'm maybe here's twenty now. So that's good. What you got? <laughs> you got anything? Yeah, I had one thing. Mm-hmm. So you're on Facebook, right? Yes. Did you see that viral clip of the girl? She was doing a woman doing a young girl's hair, mm-hmm. and um, the girl looked in the camera and said, yes. "I'm ugly." Yeah. So I'm not, you know, I looked at that and, it, it, and it, it, it got to me, and I was like, "Man, this is something I want to ask something because you got an outreach that kind of speaks to that, right?" Yeah. Yeah. What we, did you think when you saw that? That. Oh, we almost yeah. might have to come back <laughs> because that, that's a whole nother Man, topic. Because it, yeah. the girl looked down in the camera was like, 
Yeah. Like she was looking I'm, at herself. She was looking I'm, at her reflection. Yeah, I'm ugly. Yeah, I'm ugly. And I'm she was so, so used. To, she was so used to saying that. And then when mm-hmm. when the hairdresser, when the girl was doing the hair, hair was like, "You ain't ugly. Why are you saying that?" Mm-hmm. And when she heard, "You're pretty. Look yeah. at your dimples." Yeah. That's when she started crying. Yeah. That's it's a hard pill to swallow as an adult to hear a child say that about themselves. I have I have two instances of that. So my daughter in preschool, she used to go to daycare, and the daycare literally called me one day and was like. Are you telling Tamari that she's pretty all the time? <laughs> Absolutely, I am. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you need to stop because she just walk around just talking about how pretty she is all day looking in the mirror. When she gets to school, she have a problem. No, when she gets to school, we're going to have a problem because if anybody mm-hmm. tries to tell my baby that she's not the finest thing walking, we all going to have a beef. How dare you tell me to tell stop telling my child she's beautiful? Ooh, so man. just so that she can get to school not hearing it from anywhere else for a little boy to come tell you fine and now she's giving herself away because he loves me because he think I'm pretty. Absolutely. No way. Oh, hold standard. on. Hold on one minute. Okay, guys, listen. Everyone that is listening live, y'all stay put. But those of you that have signed on to listen to the Lions Den, we thank you and, and everything. But we're going to continue this. So make sure you subscribe so you can get the follow-up to this all right we appreciate y'all stick around come back and have a good one oh don't forget wash your hands we holla <laughs>